0: It's time for the Travis Thomas Show on Boston Sports Original, W-E-E-I. Travis Thomas, taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram, Travis Thomas Experience there. You know, we're talking Patriots here, and I said – I'm not a big Mac Jones fan, but, you know, I'm also not a hater at this point. And I I can even admit, not being a big fan of his, I need to see him again with a competent offensive coordinator. I liked what I saw in his rookie year, and I thought, okay, let's build on it. Let's take the next step, just like we all did. We were all excited about Mac Jones, and then it was an absolute train wreck, wasn't it? But I can't put all of that on him. Some of it you can, but I can't put all of it on him. Let me see this season what he can do with a competent offensive play caller, and let me see if he can take another step. And I was saying, even if he doesn't, let's say it's a train wreck again. You have clarity now. You can move off of them. It's easier to move off of quarterbacks than it ever has been because it's a quarterback league. Now, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes grow on trees, but quarterbacks do. Decent ones, competent ones, you could move off of him, whether it's a veteran, whether it's drafting a rookie, whatevs. But I just I think we owe it to the franchise to see another season of Mac Jones with a competent play caller. That's all. And then let's see. And I'm going to tell you. I think the truth is in between. The truth is in between his rookie season and what we saw last season. I think he's okay. I think you can win games with Mac. I don't know if you can win the game with Mac. 617-779-7937. My question to you is what should the Patriots do at the quarterback position? What would you do? Would you draft another one? Would you sign a bet? Would you trade Mac? You see the Raiders rumors now, right, that McDaniels is is interested in getting Mac Jones. Are you buying that? And I spoke on this, too, all the reports that, you know, Mac was protected. Oh, don't don't yell at Mac. Take it easy on him. I actually believe that. I believe those reports. And I don't think that's a Mac Jones issue. I think that's a sports issue. That's a society issue. All these athletes, all these youngsters, no one wants to get yelled at anymore. That's not what we're doing in 2023. Get over it.
1: But then we have to go back to what he said earlier in, I think, training camp, was that he wanted to be, or during the season, he wanted to be coached harder. Yeah. So it's like, where is the middle ground for Mac Jones in, like, how he can be coached?
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I know this. I don't care if you coach him hard or not. I need to see some production because I didn't see that last season at all. And this team still almost made the playoffs. 617-779-7937. Where are you with Mac Jones? Let's go to Al in Maine on line one. Al, what's happening, man? Welcome to the show.
2: Well, welcome to uh, New England. And I don't usually call the show, but I like everything that I'm hearing from you. you. And welcome again to the real title town. Um, (laughs) As far as Mac goes, yeah. Um. I I totally agree with you. I think you got to give this guy another year. Look what would, he was dealing with, uh, with the play calling last year. I mean, I think we're talking about a top three defense here. Yep. Certainly a top one defense in this league. I mean, in this uh, division. Yeah. The Bills. Yeah. You could say okay. Um. But what do you think about just keeping Mac and ba- Bailey and letting them fight over the job?
0: Yeah. Listen, I I don't know, and I appreciate the call, Al, and all the kind things you said too. You know, I don't I don't I don't think it's a fight for the job scenario with those two. I just don't. In fact, if it was, Zappy would have been the quarterback the rest of the way out, anyways. Um, I it's it's Mac Jones's job. That's all there is to it. Now, Zappy, if anything. Now you feel comfortable if something happens to Mac via performance or injury that has him out of the lineup and you turn to Zappy. you feel good about it. Uh, But I do not believe, you know, this is an open competition, which it sounds like you're willing to go with. Uh, I'm not there. In fact, you know, I'm giving the keys to Mac Jones, and I'm saying this is your team, and I'm saying go out there and get it done. We have a competent play caller now. You know, obviously we'll see what happens this offseason, but you got to try to give them some more weapons to the best of your ability via free agency, via the draft. And then you re-up and you go after it. If you look at, again, and I said this, two or three games last season that they lose to boneheaded mistakes at the end of a game, you win those, you're already a playoff team. If you look around at the teams that were fighting – For those final wild card spots. I mean. They're not set at quarterback either. The Steelers. Certainly if you're a Steelers fan. You're feeling good about the future. You're feeling good about where you're at. But are you going to sit here and tell me definitively. That Kenny Pickett. Is head and shoulders above Mac Jones. Hell to the null. Now the Jaguars. Sure. You know, you're feeling great about Trevor Lawrence, but he had some growing pains all year, didn't he? How about that playoff game? I mean, the big comeback. Yeah, it was great. Did you see Trevor Lawrence in the first half, anyone? He was awful. So I would give the Jags the edge, obviously, because Trevor Lawrence, I'm willing to say right now, is better than Mac Jones, but I'm not willing to sit here and act like, you know, the gap between them is some huge gap. I'm, I'm not buying that either. How about the Ravens? <laughs> I mean, you're paying attention to their quarterback issues right about now. The Titans, another team that was fighting for a wild card. They just said they feel good with Ryan Tannehill. What the hell for? Why do you feel good about that? Are you kidding? I mean, and then they have Malik Willis behind him. Now, when I was in that D.C. area, I covered that kid. He was awesome at Liberty. Who the hell did Liberty play? I mean, I thought he was going to be a stud. He got in the NFL. It doesn't look like he could throw a forward pass. The Browns? (laughs) Yeah. Deshaun Watson used to be good, didn't he? I don't know what's going on with that dude, and I'm not sure if he's going to stay out of jail or not. So I I think the Patriots are in better shape than most people think. And again, this is coming from someone who's not a big believer in Mac Jones.
1: Now, the problem, though, is Bill Belichick. Like, he hasn't said outwardly, like, I'm backing Mac Jones 100%. He said at the end of uh, his press conference that he knows how to – he has the ability to play quarterback. So if you're going to support him – You got to give him weapons, you know, that might be re-signing Jacoby Myers or making some kind of trade elsewhere. Got to give him an offensive line. So part of, like, seeing where he can go is giving him, like, the opportunity and the weapons. And Coach Belichick just doesn't seem to want to do
0: that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know I'm new here and I've only been here for a little while, but I don't think Bill Belichick tells you anything to begin with. So, you know, him telling me, you know, given Mac Jones the approve, the seal of approval or not, I'm not waiting on that. But I'll tell you this. I think, you know, if I'm Belichick, I'm, I'm obviously going to stick with Mac at least another season. And I tell you what else I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to just build up the roster. Because, again, in this league now, you can figure out the quarterback position way faster than you ever could before. So if I'm Belichick – I'm filling in all the rest of the holes on the roster and then seeing, evaluating Mac this season and then moving forward, hey, do we need to upgrade at the quarterback position? Okay, no problem. At least I know the rest of my roster is intact. What would you do? 617-779-7937. I mean, do you draft another quarterback and have them developing? Do you draft them early? Do you draft them late? I'm seeing people now saying that, well, this guy could fall to the Patriots. Should they take him at quarterback in the first round? I know damn What well, I want no parts of drafting a quarterback in the first round this year. What I would be open to possibly is taking one in the late rounds, but he would be a developmental.
1: Be like a third string practice yes, squad. Yes. Cause, especially because they cut Brian Hoyer or they're going to cut Brian Hoyer.
0: That, I would be open to that, but that doesn't solve your issue now. You know, would you would you sign a veteran quarterback? You know, a lot of people, hey, you know it as well as I do, would love to see Jimmy Garoppolo back around here. I would not, but I know a lot of people would. Would you? 617-779-7937. Let's go to uh, Claudia online, too. Is this my Claudia? Who is this? Claudia! Claudia!
3: What up? Oh, <laughs> what's happening? You know that I've been sitting here on the edge of my seat. Like, I'm like talking to my phone. Like, you know, Travis, this is what high thing. You start talking about the Yankees. I just wrote up a whole article going under their 94 and a half win total. I'm like, hold on, I got to call it. Now you're talking about Matt. I have a bunch of takes on that. You guys got time? Can I stay on oh, here? We, got time? we always have time for
0: you. Give me everything. Start with the Yankees. All right, starting with the Yankees, I don't know. What's your buddy's name? Is he the producer? JB, is it?
3: Did I get that right? JB.
1: Yes, Claudia. JB
3: JB was talking about the Yankees. I 100% agree with you, right? So their win total is at 94.5. We're going under. They had 99 wins, and how did they do that? With a literal historic season from Aaron Judge. Listen to this stat. After the All-Star break, Judge... 349 batting, 502 on base, 785 slugging. His teammates after the All-Star, 223, 292, 360. So, Ooh. Judge was basically double everybody else in that lineup. Judge gets hurt. What happens? Judge doesn't play like that. What happened? Right. 99 wins with all of that, with pretty much everything going perfectly. Under 94.5, Frankie Montez already hurt. That's a hit to their rotation. I'm telling you, under 94.5 regular season wins. And, Trav, I love what you were saying about the Red Sox. I think the ceiling really is high with them. The issue is we don't know how low the floor is. But so far, I'm drinking that spring training. Season. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. I wanted to trash on the Yankees. I call and he's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I just want to trash on the Yankees. (laughs) He's I'm like, no, that's it.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right, keep it going. What about Mac Jones? You heard my take on that.
3: Yes, the issue is, and I feel this way, and this is not about Mac in particular, but I feel like it's a huge trust thing. Of course, I never played football. I can't say I was never a quarterback. But when you have a coach who says in public, he went and it was a media press conference. I don't remember what game it was. He was asked, why didn't you have Mac throw it? 50 yards down the field, he said he couldn't throw it. He didn't trust his quarterback, says it out loud that he doesn't trust his quarterback to throw 50 yards down the field. When you're in your second year, you don't have a competent play caller. You don't really have the weapons. The protection's not great. A team leaning on the defense. And then your coach goes out there and says, well, I didn't really trust him to do what he wants. And then he would let the leash out. And then he would pull the leash back in. It's like Max hasn't really had any consistency, so we don't know what to expect from him. And then you go to the draft and you get Cole Strange. And what did that do for Max, right? Right. So... I don't think he's been in the right position since he joined the team. That's nothing against him. I was actually, um, you know, a supporter of him last season. I remember going on NBC Sports Boston saying, I don't know why everybody's giving Mac crap. He has an arm, completion percentage is there. But the trust isn't there, and I think that's the biggest mm, issue for him.
0: The trust. Well, listen, mm-hmm. I trust that I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, you can <laughs> catch Claudia and I on this and Sam Pantiotovic every day. 1pm 5:30 for all the sports betting shows. Claudia, I just uh I can't even believe. I looked down and I saw Claudia on the phone list. I was like, "Oh, that's my Claudia." I love to hear you on the airwaves, man. Uh, Great job today. I'll
3: keep listening.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. How about that, JB, huh? How about that? My team coming through for me. I love it. 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas experience. On Twitter and Instagram. What should the Patriots do at this quarterback position? When we come back, I'll tell you another advantage to the Patriots just staying the course with Mac Jones. And it has nothing to do with anything that the Pats can actually control. Travis Thomas on 93.7 WEEI. Travis Thomas on WEEI, taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Woo! Don't forget, you can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app, save WEEI as a favorite, and listen wherever you go. Now, this is a question. What should the Patriots do at the quarterback position? I mean, would you draft another one? Would you draft one early to push Mac? Would you draft one late? Sort of a developmental stash em and develop them deal? Would you sign a veteran? You want Jimmy G? Would you just stay the course, which is where I'm at? You know, I'm not a big Mac guy, but I do think, you know, he's earned the right to provide some clarity for this franchise. I want to see him this season with a competent play caller. I want to see if, what I think is true, which is the truth is in between. I think the truth is in between his rookie year and last year, which was an absolute (laughs) S show. I think he's in between both. I think you can win games with Mac Jones. I don't know if you can win big with him, but I want to see. And, you know, it's, it's funny because this, what we're seeing now is quintessential Bill Belichick. Now, You know, for years, the AFC East was unstable outside of the Patriots. For years, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, absolute messes, all of them. And Bill and Tom were the pillars of stability and normalcy, and the results were proven. Nowadays, Bills, Dolphins, and Jets, they're all much better. But have you noticed With the franchises, there's still instability. The Bills, Leslie Frazier (laughs) takes a break? Like, what? What do you mean? You're taking a break? So now you're defensive coordinator, and that defense has been awesome, except when it matters, right? But that defense, Leslie Frazier takes a break. The Bills can't beat Mahomes. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me at this point when it counts Josh Allen cannot beat Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, and, like, considering, like, this does look seem like – I don't think the Bills are going to have a huge drop-off, but they're going to slightly go down as not this unstoppable force because, I mean, you have Diggs, remember, in that Bengals game, was, like, you know, complaining, and then he tweeted, like, all his frustrations. And then you have Jordan Poyer, who's a free agent – maybe the top safety in football. He might be going somewhere else, and he's already indicated that he wants to go somewhere warmer or whatever. So I don't know if he's going to stay with Buffalo.
0: JB, we've already seen regression. I mean, Josh Allen hasn't looked right since Dable left. So I I look at the Bills, and, and, and you said it. Look, I'm not going to sell all my stock. I'm not going to say they're not making the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're terrible. But I certainly uh, do not feel as strong about the Bills as I have in years past. And they feel like there's a lot of turbulence there. Are we sure that McDermott is the right coach for that franchise? I'm not. So the Bills feel unstable. How about the Dolphins? Now, they got the head coach right. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, studs. No question about that. But what's a big question with that franchise, Tua, his health, his future? What the hell's going on? Um, what are they going to do at quarterback? Now, publicly, they've said all the right things. Hey, we're sticking with Tua. He's our guy. But this is the NFL. I mean, this team got in trouble for tampering with Tom Brady, remember? So, you know damn well they're behind the scenes trying to make something happen at the quarterback position, but it feels unstable. By the way, one thing no one talks about with the Dolphins, all their draft capital's gone. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they did whatever it took to get Tyreek Hill, and I'm not mad at you, but if we're talking stability and future and, you know, no turbulence and, you know, steady skies here, um, you know, you look at the Dolphins' crystal ball, I mean, unless they knock one out of the park at the quarterback position, you know, that feels pretty unstable when you're talking about the future. How about the Jets? I mean, aren't they always turbulent? Who the hell's even playing quarterback for them? And if you tell me Aaron Rodgers, okay, fine. But meanwhile, what's he doing? I mean, he's in the corner eating Funyuns with the munchies. I mean, what the hell's going on with Aaron Rodgers? So I'm not buying, you know, first of all, I'm not even buying Rodgers to the Jets. And secondly, if you get him, I still don't trust him. Hell, he's not winning in Green Bay. He's He's not winning where he is. And they have a defense, a running game, home field advantage, and it's the NFC. It's an inferior conference in the AFC. And he's still not winning. So, this is quintessential Bill Belichick. Steady hand. Stay the course. Not going to panic. I think Belichick and Bill O'Brien are going to run the ball down everyone's faces next season. Look, if you're a fantasy football player like I am, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I am... (laughs) I'm in like eight leagues, JB. Don't judge me. I'm going to have him as my starting running back in every single one of them. They are going to run the ball, and guess what they're going to do with Mac Jones? What they should have been doing. Just don't lose the game for us, brah. Don't throw picks. Don't fumble the football. We're going to be fine. Yeah, we
1: did. We did see that in the second half of the season. He got a lot better with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. you think? Because that's who he is. That's who he is. And you can win games with that. That's why I think you must give Mac Jones another chance because it will provide clarity and you can continue to build the roster. If you're going to play that style of football in this era of the NFL, Your roster better be damn good. Your defense has to be stout. You have to have a strong to elite running game. You have to have weapons on the outside that if the defense adjusts and starts bringing all these men up in the box, you can throw over the top. It's not like Mac Jones is incapable of doing that, especially if he can get one-on-one coverages. That's what you have to do, and that's what I think – We're going to see 617-779-7937. What do you think of Mac Jones? What are you doing with Mac Jones? You stay in the course? You making moves? What's the play there? 617-779-7937. I'm only here for another half an hour. Can you even believe that, JB? I'm only here till 6. So if you want to get involved, get involved with me. How about that? Is the time not flying?
1: Time's flying when you're having fun.
0: Listen, I'm not going to put all of uh, me and Joe B.'s business out here in the streets, but let's just say that we, we've heard from the powers that be, and they're liking this show. JB, I think you and I are on to something working together, man.
1: Couple of texts, 37937, they're loving you. Now,
0: how long uh, how long have you been working here?
1: So I've been here since April.
0: Come on. Man, Welcome.
1: So and, and like you, I have yeah. been spoiled by the Celtics because they have just continued to be winning.
0: Now, I do want to pivot to the Celtics here. I guess you did give me a nice little transition. Man, we do work well together. You know, I alluded to this earlier. I said if you could have heard the language <laughs> and the venom coming out of my mouth on Friday night when the Celtics lost to the Nets... I mean, I I actually felt bad for my wife and kids because they didn't know what was going on. You know, look, I have a five and a three-year-old. So they go and they're in their own world. They're, you know, watching Disney Plus, playing with their toys. They're doing whatever they do. My wife, she can't stand me anyway. So she stays as far away from me as possible. So it's just me and some adult beverages watching the Celtics game. And I was just going crazy. I mean, just cussing up a storm, throwing stuff. And because it was a complete meltdown, that was like an embarrassing type of loss. Now we'll see what happens tonight against the Knicks, but that was a bad loss to Brooklyn. But, you know, meanwhile, as the weekend goes on, the Bruins yesterday had me feeling like Superman. Now my son got involved on that one, you know, because I was cheering and it was a much more positive vibe he comes in there, and he's partying with Dad. Now, I didn't slip him any drinks. I We didn't go that hard. <laughs> but I will say this. I've been here a year. You would think my son was born here because he has turned his back on every D.C. team that he was rooting for. My son was born <laughs> My son was born and spent his first five years in D.C. He's been in Boston a year like dad, and he has turned his back on every D.C. team. He is now an overnight Boston diehard. True. We need
1: we need to get you guys and Meggo in the same, oh. same room. Just talk about how bad D.C. is. Oh,
0: man. He has turned his back. So now he loves all these D.C. teams, all these Boston teams. So he's sitting there with me, and he's cheering on the Bruins yesterday. And I'm not going to lie, it confused me at first. Now I think it's cute. But ultimately, the truth is, I think both of these teams are going to win a championship at the same time. And here's why. Now, let me start with the Celtics, since I was mean about Friday night. Joe Mazzulla is going to adjust again. I actually believe in him. I was very critical of him. When this season started, the first month of the season, the Celtics, I thought, were a train wreck. And then he settled into the gig. And so did they. And even now, present day, when they lose, let's go back to Friday night. I mean, when they lose, they continue to lose the same way. They play down to the competition. They don't play defense. They They sleepwalk. They seem cocky and arrogant to me. Like this, like this team is beneath us. They're just going to lay down and we're going to blow them out. And it never happens, does it? And they either are in a dogfight to the end that they barely win and they need some heroics from Tatum or Brown, or they, they lose, quite frankly. Um, I think that as we get to the playoffs, and you're talking about the best of seven, what it means is, There'll be a scare in the first round or two, but they will lock in and they will get the job done. Because what does this team do when they play the Bucks, when they play the 76ers, when they play the Cavs, what happens? Oh, all of a sudden, they play defense. How about that? Wow, who would have thunk it? What a concept.
1: I think that's what makes tonight's game so important for a couple of reasons. You have the Knicks who are you're probably going to see in the semis at least. And with the Bucks losing to the Sixers last night, it's now a half-game difference again. So if the Celtics win because the Bucks are off, they can get back into that tie for first place. And I think it also restores—it uh, it puts away what happened Friday night against Brooklyn— in the rear view mirror saying, okay, it's just a one-off. There's no need to worry about
0: it. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is why I give Joe Mazzula the credit. You know, Eme did the exact same thing with this team. It took forever for this team to buy in to Eme preaching defense. The first half of, the, of last season, they were an absolute train wreck defensively. And then they got hot right before the All-Star break. And you come out of the All-Star break, and they shut everybody down, and they made it to the finals. Now, you know, obviously, they say Missoula is a clone of Ime, uh, on the court only, thankfully. But I see a lot of the similarities of, you know, he really has to fire this team up and get into their hind parts for them to respond. And usually they do. And that's why I brought up the first month of the season. They were a mess. I'm sure he was a little overwhelmed. The team was just like, what's going on? He settled. They responded. They lose the bad teams. They lose to the Magic. They lose the Pacers. They lose to the Thunder. He fires into them. They respond. They play better competition, top teams out east. He has their attention. They respond. That's why I think when we get to the playoffs – There could be a sweat first round. There could be a sweat early, but I think eventually they will settle in and they will come out of the East. Now the Bruins, look, they did their part at the trade deadline. I was so impressed with the moves they made, including re-signing pasta. I mean, extending pasta. I think that was smart, You know, getting that, you don't need that hanging over your head as you're trying to chase a Stanley Cup. You just don't need it. So they locked him up. They make moves at the deadline. They are now geared up for this run, locked and loaded. Now, you just, at this point, we all know it, how hockey is. You just got to let the playoffs be what they're going to be because the Stanley Cup playoffs are insane and they are unpredictable. But I'll tell you what. You know, if it plays out, I think we're headed for a heavyweight fight here with the two best teams I've seen with my eyes this season. And I know they're not tops in the West, and I don't care. I still think the Colorado Avalanche, the champs, are the best team I've seen out West. And, you know, granted, they're not the top team record-wise because they've dealt with a ton of injuries all season, not just early, all season. Now they're healthy, they're rolling. I think it's going to be the Avalanche, and I think it's going to be the Bruins.
1: Now, just to play devil's advocate, they did lose six to one yesterday. Of Dallas. course, and your and Kale McCarr did come back.
0: By the way, Dallas means business. <laughs> Vegas means business. That they're,
1: might be that might be who the Bruins fans want is the Dallas Stars, so they can rub it in Tyler Sagan's face. Maybe,
0: but I will tell you this: the best two teams I've watched at full health all things being equal, have been the Avalanche, when healthy, and the Bruins. And I would love that for a final. Now, I don't really care. If it's Bruins, who whoevs. It could be Stars. It could be Vegas. It could be Connor McDavid, for all I care. I just want to see the Bruins get there. But I do believe we are headed for a Bruins-Celtics both in the finals. So, as we end the show here, what do I have? Oh, I have one more... S- Two more segments, right, JB? My God. So as we're headed towards the end of the road here, I'm going to give out the number, 617-779-7937. If the Bruins and the Celtics both, for the sake of this conversation, win titles this summer, and we're getting two parades here. Now, I'm the new guy, so I'm asking you, I mean, is this the greatest sports summer in Boston history? If we get that, 617-779-7937. I'm asking you to educate me because I think Bruins Celtics are going to the finals. Now, as we learned last year with the Celtics, you can get there and, and that's admirable, but you got you to gotta close the deal. So for the sake of the combo, if the Bruins and the Celtics win titles this summer, I mean, is that the greatest summer in Boston sports history?
1: I mean, it has to be because it it's never be, right? it's never happened before. Like you could look it up. Like the Bruins and the Celtics have never won the title in the same season. At the season.
0: same time. Six one seven, seven seven nine. 7937 seven. I
1: will say the the best year at least that I can remember was like 2007-2008. That's when the Sox won the World Series, the Pats went undefeated, Ooh. they went to the Super Bowl and then the Celtics in the summer won the World Championship. Ooh. And then and then and then there are a couple of years where you have the Sox winning the World Series and the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I want to say that was 2018 into 2019. Mm. And then in the summer you had the Bruins go to the Stanley Cup but they lost to St. Louis. Mm.
3: If
0: I mean, JB just gave you, that was a power ranking. You basically just gave me your top three summers of Boston sports. My question to you, 617-779-7937. You can also message me, Travis Thomas Experience. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, if the Bruins and Celtics close the deal, is this the greatest sports summer in Boston history i need to know i mean look (laughs) i was here last summer it is boston in the summer is amazing i had a great time so i can only imagine and that was only with the buzz of the celtics who didn't even win it i can only imagine now i did uh get the opportunity you know i've covered a stanley cup championship run i covered the caps for their run I covered the Nationals for their World Series run. So I have some titles now. Now, it's not Title Town. I'm not coming from Title Town. That's here. But if the Bruins and Celtics get it done this summer, is it the greatest in Boston sports summer history? That's what I want to know. 617 779 7937. We'll have some fun to end the show. And in fact, you know, when we come back, I will say this. Now, I told you, the the best team I think I've seen outside of the Bruins so far this season. But I will say, you know, there are a handful of teams that could be tough matchups when we get into the championship rounds for not just the Bruins but the Celtics as well. So when we come back, I'll go through the teams that really worry me in terms of making this question that I have for you a reality. six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven Bruins and Celtics Championship? Are we headed for that this summer? Let me know. Travis Thomas on WEEI. Travis Thomas wrapping up this fine radio program. My WEEI debut. It's been unbelievable. In fact, I mean, just the last year uh, of my life has been awesome. Being here, it's just, uh, it's surreal for me. It really is. And to be a part of two networks um, that, you know, as an outsider, I knew about uh, and and held to such high regard in both Nesson. You could see me on Nesson. Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. 5:30 p.m. I host all the sports betting content there, and now I'm involved with WEEI as well. Uh, it's just surreal for me. Everyone's been great to me. The city's been great to me, and you know, I started the show uh, by saying that you know, growing up where I did, I grew up in the Maryland D.C. area, and you know, that's where my career was until I got here. Uh, In both, I covered the O's, I covered the Ravens, I covered all the D.C. teams. And I always looked at Boston sports as greatness and dynasties. And I always just admired all of the winning. How could you not? I mean, if you don't, you're a hater. And I'm not that. And as an aspiring sports broadcaster growing up, you know, I always thought it was cool. Now, I didn't get to see all the Celtics dynasties. I was a little too young. Uh, to remember the, all the 80s but i remember the end of larry bird so i'm 40 so i saw the end i'm a man i'm 40 i saw the end of larry bird when he used to lay down on the garden floor on his stomach cuz his back hurts and he's 40 <laughs> jb making plays i like this kid and uh and then he would still get up and drop 30 in your face uh, you know, obviously I saw the Patriots dynasty. I saw the Red Sox break the curse. Uh I saw the last of the Bruins uh Stanley Cup and I think we're gonna get another one, which brings me to the topic now as I end the show. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. If you want to sneak in a call, you know, I'm asking, uh I really think the Bruins and Celtics are gonna close the deal here. I mean, the Celtics really ticked me off Friday night. But I have a lot of faith in Joe Missoula because I've seen him all season make adjustments and then the team responds to him. That's what happened with Ime. So I think that the Celtics are going to get back to the finals. There are a couple teams in the East that worry me. Uh, Giannis and the Bucs, of course, championship pedigree. You know, I'm pretty sure Giannis is an Avenger. I mean, that guy's not even human, he's unbelievable. They're healthy now. They weren't last year. Uh, I don't really buy the Cavs in terms of being some dominant team, but certainly uh, they look the part. They look like they're going to be a problem. I don't think the Sixers can beat the the Celtics. I And obviously whoever comes out of the West, and God forbid, it's Steph Curry again. Um, and I feel the same way about the Bruins. You know, look, yes, there's viable teams – in the east the rangers have star power across the board playoff experience uh but yesterday looked pretty good for the bruins didn't it against that team hurricanes and lightning always viable we know what the lightning can do but it feels like they're towards the end of their road whoever comes out of the west i think it'll be the avalanche but i get it you know dallas vegas i mean there's a number of teams out there But I think we're looking at a Celtic and a Bruin championship summer. So the question I posed was would that be the greatest Boston sports summer ever? That's the question. As a new guy, I mean, I need to know. So let's go to Sandy in Rhode Island on line one. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling.
3: Oh, Travis, I'm a listener, but I haven't listened to you, and you are exciting and getting everybody all riled up that's listening, (laughs) and I think your picks are right, so you just got to keep going, and welcome to Boston, and it's going to be a great summer,
1: and I think the Celtics are going to do it.
0: Hey! Thank you very much. That was very nice. How about that, J.B.?
1: A lot of praise, text uh-huh. line, phone calls. You're getting, you're making a good first impression.
0: Hey, come on, man, come on, JB. Uh-
1: I'm, t- I'm speaking personally now. I think you've got a great first impression,
0: man. Other people, I will, baby. Say, I will
1: say though about the Bruins and Celtics. Yeah. You do bring up a good point that the only teams that could stop them are in their own conference. Yes. So if they get to the title game, at least what you're saying is that if they get to the title game, they'll be able to win it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Listen, I thought that, look, don't get me started because I want to go to Steve here in Fall River, but I thought the Celtics should have won the finals last season. You know, I I, God, that finals drove me nuts. If I could get a little more, just, just a skosh, just a smidge more from Jason Tatum in the finals. I mean, Jalen Brown showed up. But I get it. Now that opens a whole can of worms. Well, he was tired, and he had too many minutes on him and his shoulder.
1: Come on. Sandy just said you're so positive. Don't go negative.
0: I know. Can you tell I've been here for a little while now? Let's go to Steve. Oh, Steve. (laughs) I would say call me back, but I'll be gone. Steve, at some point, you and I will talk, man. Hopefully, uh, WEEI has me back. (laughs) I don't know. I think JB's gonna write me a nice Yelp review. Maybe I'll be back here. Hopefully, it works out. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Steve. Oh, he is. Ah, oh, Steve, call back. I could get him in at the last second. What's up, brother?
2: Welcome to New England. But we, I do want you to know, we're hip to Bill Belichick. You can't just gin up the whole the whole base here. Steady hand might be good, but He's got a lot of work to do, and Bill O'Brien might be a part of the picture, but we've got to do a way better job of drafting than we've done already, yeah. Travis. Yeah, uh, We've done some bad drafting, and we've done some really bad free agency, yeah. and our division has done better than us. The Jets had a wonderful draft last year. Did they have the Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year this year? Yeah,
0: they're, they're, they're legit. All I heard
2: that they, the Jets <laughs> – Hello? I mean, they're a quarterback away. This guy, Mike White, didn't look too bad yeah. when he was, when he was uh, in there. I mean, uh, they get uh, Aaron Rodgers. We have a problem. Yeah, uh, We may not be as far behind Buffalo as we think we are, but if Buffalo gets a running game,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and they supposedly are in the running for somebody in the draft, that could help them out. But we may not be as far behind. Quickly on Mac Jones. The best thing for Mac Jones is the Daniel Jones story. The guy needs time. The guy needs coaching. Mac Jones needs coaching, and Mac Jones needs players around him. And he needs more than just this next season to decide on what his future is. You need more than
0: three seasons. Appreciate Sorry. it, Steve. Thanks for the call, man. And thank you to everyone who is involved in my WEEI debut, baby. Hopefully, we'll be talking again real soon.